Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty friends out there? It's just me. It's just me, and this is Good Morning Liberty. By just me, I mean this is Nate Thurston. Charlie's not here today. I don't even know where he is. I don't know where Charlie is. There's a, you know, there's speculation that he's up in like, I don't know, like Michigan or Minnesota or who knows, who knows, one of those states. But you just get me today, and today is a very special day because we got a couple people calling in from the Patreon group. So we're going to talk to them about whatever it is that they want to talk about. I don't even know what we're going to talk about. Maybe we'll continue on the news that that I'm discussing at that time. But if this is your first time listening, then number one, I recommend that you go back and take the 372 episode challenge. Go back to the previous 372 episodes and listen to the episodes where there are two of us, not just one. Go ahead and take that challenge, okay? And I promise you, you're going to want to hit that subscribe or that follow button for sure, and you want to leave us a good rating and review. That way more people find us. Folks, it's Tuesday. Yesterday, I got my I got my teeth did. You know, I got, I got my teeth worked on. I had some cavities filled. I got like 15 shots in my mouth. You know, mouth is still hurting a little bit today, but that's okay because we've got some good news and we got to cover it. And I got a little bit of a, and I told you so, but this is, this is still overall good news. But it's an I told you so for sure. So an over-the-counter at-home test has been approved for COVID-19. That is a good thing, okay? First first home test that is over-the-counter, doesn't require a prescription. You can just go get it. You can buy it online. You can buy it at stores. It has been approved. It might take a little bit of time before it is available everywhere. But hey, it is on the way. And that is a... That's a good thing. That is a good thing. So U.S. Regulators Tuesday authorized the rapid coronavirus test, which can be done entirely at home. The announcement by the Food and Drug Administration represents another important, though incremental step in efforts to expand testing options. Regulators granted emergency use for a similar uh, similar home test last month, but that one needs a doctor's prescription. We talked about that, how annoying it was that they approved one, because I happen to believe that the that the actual over-the-counter at-home test, the easily available at-home tests and affordable at-home tests are going to help slow down the whole thing. Because someone like me, before I go see my mom for Christmas here in a couple of weeks, I'll get myself one of those tests. I'll take it, see if I got it. But if I got to go pay 100 bucks or 200 bucks or, or whatever I got to do or waiting in line with a bunch of people who are going to get me sick, well, there's just a lot less chance that I'm actually going to take the test. Now, it's actually kind of funny because what what did I say when I said they would eventually approve one? Or if they were going to approve one, it would have to do what? It's going to have to connect to your phone. It's going to have to connect to an app on your phone because what they need is the data. They, they, still, they still need that. All right. So initial supplies, we'll go over the supplies, over-the-counter tests will be limited. Australian manufacturer Illum said it expects to produce 3 million tests next month. as not very many, considering how many people there are in the U.S. and in the world before ramping up production over the first half of 2021. Company spokesperson said the test will be priced around $30 and be available at pharmacies and for purchase online. Now, I don't know if that means it's a one-and-done test or if this is something you can reload like you're testing your blood sugar. I don't know. The kit includes a nasal swab, chemical solution, and testing strip. 
The test connects digitally to a smartphone app that displays the results and then helps interpret the results. Users can also connect with a health professional via the app. So that is the, the one thing that I said they would have to do before they would approve anything is it would have to be something that could connect to a smartphone app because their, their only holdup on the easily accessible at-home test is that they want the numbers. They want to know how many people are testing positive. So before you could, you could order this test and it was a hundred and something dollars and you got to send back in your, uh, your swabs or, or whatever it is. So in anyway, let me see. Wes said he had a to he had a COVID test the other day. You went and saw Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan? Are you kidding me? That's awesome. Not the uh not how bad the uh the nose thing was there, but how was how was Dave Chappelle? How were Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan? That sounds like it would be amazing. Okay, so anyway, guys, that is good news. That's a good thing to stop spreading the virus. This could have happened a lot sooner. It really could have. Seriously, we've been trading stocks for companies that have a, that have created these tests months and months and months ago, and they're just now getting approved, and it really would have helped if we would have had that sooner. I'll tell you what, um, the FDA really sucks at stuff like that, and they definitely needed the one that was going to connect to your phone because they got to get those numbers because if they start not having all these COVID positive numbers, then how are we going to transition our economy? <laughs> <laughs> How are we going to tra transition our economic structure? And speaking of our economic structure, Elon Musk says he's leaving California. He's moved California to Tejas, going over to, uh, I think he went to Austin. Let me see. At an event last week, SpaceX and Tesla Elon Musk, uh, CEO Elon Musk revealed that he had recently moved to Texas and, and is rapidly relocating his California-based business empire to the Lone Star State. With a new Tesla factory under construction and two increasingly busy SpaceX facilities in the state, it was not unexpected. So he's got all this stuff going on there. Earlier in the year, the billionaire sold two of his Bel Air homes in Los Angeles in October. He quietly merged his charitable arm, founded in 2001 in California, with a newly created entity in Austin. And last month, his boring company posted a few job openings in Austin. So this is happening. Pretty amazing. So here is your daily Musk right here, your weekly Musk. Why do you think he moved? You think he just didn't like the weather anymore? You think Texas is just so much, just such a better state to live in and it's so beautiful that he just had to leave California? No. Now, see, California's strict lockdown rules during the coronavirus pandemic are believed to have encouraged his decision. You guys remember when they locked down everything, Musk said, hey, guess what? I'm just going to open. I'm going to open, and if you guys are going to arrest anyone, make sure that you arrest me. I'll be there working with all the other workers, which I think was amazing. Just an amazing show of civil disobedience, and I hope a lot more people do that. It says Musk is not the only Silicon Valley heavyweight exiting the Bay Area. Earlier this month, the company that defined the Silicon Valley we know today, Hewlett Packard, announced that it too will move its headquarters to Austin in 2021. Last Friday, another Silicon Valley giant, Oracle, also announced plans to move headquarters to Austin. Guys, listen, uh, Dropbox CEO Drew Houston recently purchased a home in Texas and is planning to move there, uh, let me see, according to a report last month. I mean, all kinds of people here are leaving. Why do you guys think it is? It's the taxes. When, when do you think people on the left are going to realize this? 
when there are other options, you know, all these states, they're competing with one another. And these billionaires, these big tech CEOs, they can go wherever they want if they decide they don't want to pay the state taxes anymore or they don't want to keep their business locked down anymore. That's the beauty of competition. And that's the good thing about still having some states that are fairly free. Now, Texas still has high property taxes. That's not good. I don't like that. But they don't have any state income taxes, so that's good. Um, compared to California, it's going to be a, a libertarian paradise out there for Elon Musk. So it's just, this is obvious. I mean, you just had Joe Rogan moved to Texas. Ben Shapiro's leaving California, said the Daily Wire's moving to Nashville. Um, this is happening all over the place. I, I wonder... I wonder if someday they'll get the hint or if they're just going to want to build some walls sometime. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, Maurice, are the property taxes pretty bad down there? And, and, and AA, Ron, I know that you're in there. So <laughs> let, let me know how bad it is. It's not too bad here. It's pretty cheap here in Tennessee. But uh, all right, let's get to one more thing. I got a couple minutes before we got a call here real quick coming in. So the the number one thing is people will leave, guys, and that that goes to your local, your cities, it goes to your counties, it goes to your states, and it goes to the country. These businesses don't even have to stay here. All right? They can expat themselves if they want to do that. So we got to compete. Got to compete as a country. Your state needs to be able to compete with all the other options. These liberal paradises are going to have to realize paradises? Is that a is that a word? Paradise? <laughs> They're going to have to learn that people are going to leave. They're going to have to make themselves more business friendly because um, people there need jobs. Last time I checked, you're going to have to uh, still have a way to make money unless you're just going to print it all out of thin air, which a state can't do. So that just ain't going to work, y'all. All right. Whenever we get done with this call, we'll talk about the Supreme Court rejecting an opportunity to roll back marriage equality. And I thought that ACB getting on the Supreme Court. I thought that meant that, uh, you know, we were going to have this crazy, crazy conservative hellhole that we were living in where they were just rolling back all of the different, uh, the equality protections that we had and Obamacare was going to be destroyed and the election was going to be overturned and all this crazy stuff. Um, well, is anyone going to admit that they were wrong? Hey, let's talk to uh, Justin Malden here real quick. Come on in, man. Water's warm. Hey, man. How you doing? Doing pretty good. How are you? You're doing well, man. Appreciate it. I'm just uh, I'm just running here live on the show right now. We got our first call in for the day. What uh, what's what's on your mind with what's going on? What's your what's your news of the day that you're paying attention to? Uh, the biggest thing that I'm paying attention to uh, right now, and I'm actually just down the road from you little east of you guys out there in nashville nice um we're uh i guess the biggest thing i'm paying attention to right now especially with the state and you've already spoken about it a little bit is vaccines and kind of kind of the direction that we're gonna head it looks like our state's gonna gonna be lax on uh, any requirements or anything uh, i know there's a bill that was just introduced it's going to prohibit the state uh, by, by legislator uh, to prohibit, prohibit the state or any local entities so not just the state from trying to require vaccines Okay. Okay. Did they talk any about, uh, you know, I don't like, we've said on the podcast a bunch, 
I don't really think they'll have to mandate the vaccines. I think it's going to come from private businesses this this whole time. You know, that that's what I think is going to happen. Things like, especially here in Tennessee, uh, especially here in Nashville, uh, Ticketmaster saying that they were going to require uh, some kind of a vaccination uh, certificate or whatever it is you get when you get vaccine. Uh, when you get vaccinated, this is Nashville, Tennessee. We got a lot of concerts going on here, you know. So uh, I do feel like that the, the private market's going to end up vaccinating everyone. Do you feel yeah, better absolutely. about that or, or still, yeah. still bad? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that you're probably right, and that's what it's going to go. Uh, you know, we're, we live in an at-will employment state. So, you know, yeah. your employer can say, hey, this is going to be a job requirement. You know, either you do it or you don't. And uh, I mean, if it's a condition of employment, that's a little bit different than the government mandating it, obviously. I mean, being forced upon us, the private sector, you know, just like you guys have talked about, they can choose to require masks to enter their place of business or not. That's on them. And it's on us to to make the decision to either uh, be a patron of them or not. Yeah. I um. How, how do you feel going around wearing the mask? Do you do you uh, do you ever try to fight it or anything? You just put it on and and just say the hell with it. Who cares? I'll do it. You know, how? Yes. Yeah, so, how do so you yeah, I tend to when I, yeah, when I'm in public, I tend to I, I wear one by choice. Uh, but again, that, that's, that's perfectly, that's by choice. I do it not more because I'm afraid or anything. It, it's more, you know, to put other people's minds at ease, you know, and, and uh, just go along and to get along in, in that regard. That's something I feel that I can, can give a little bit to help out with, especially, you know, if I'm uh, attend church on a regular basis and my concern is more for the elderly there because we've got 80 and 90 year old members who are not going to miss for anything. Um, and they're not going to be scared scared of COVID, and so I want to try to protect them and do what I can to to do my part in that regard. But that's by choice. I'll tell you, our our, our congregation where we gather does not require a mask. You know, yeah. or if you're attending, if you're attending, you've got the ability to decide to wear a mask or not. And I think that's the way that it should be. Yeah. Now, now back on the vaccines, are you pretty much in favor of? I mean, do you get the other vaccines that that people are supposed to get? Are you a uh, a uh, are you worried about this one because of the speed of it and the amount of testing they've done? Like, how, how do you feel about this one on, on a safety perspective? Yeah. So I've gotten, you know, I get vaccines. I've got two little ones. And we've gotten vaccines. So by no means would I be considered an anti-vaxxer. However, rushing through a vaccine in 11 months uh, with not a very large trial base, uh, you know, is potentially concerning. Of course, by the time you or I or anybody, you know, uh, our part of the population has the ability to get the vaccine. It's going to have been out for a few months too, because younger people in the population aren't going to be able to see the vaccine until spring or summer at the earliest anyway. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, if I were at a, a really high risk category, I think I'd be just fine jumping out there and, and getting it statistically. Um, I guess it would be better It'd be better than for sure uh, getting coronavirus, I guess, if I were like 80 years old or something like that. Um, but at my age, I, I just I don't feel the need to to run out there and get it. Uh, and I, like you said, I'm not going to have the opportunity to run out there and get it either. They're they're going to be, which is which is fine. That's that's if there are if there's a limited supply, that's really what they should be doing. So uh, tell me about yourself a little bit, man. What do you uh, what What do you do, and um, where Where are you from? You said you're you're pretty close to us, right? Yes, yeah, so I, I actually live in Carthage, uh, okay. which is east. If you come straight down Interstate 40 east of Nashville, you know we're about 50 miles east of Nashville. Uh, I actually work in Lebanon, so a little bit closer to uh, 
little bit closer to Nashville than than Carthage on my my full time job. Uh, but uh, I'm actually a, a, a youth minister, um, and then I also uh, help with the uh, with online sales uh, uh, for a store out here, store, uh, online sales manager. So yeah. It's funny, someone in uh, West in the live group's giving me crap for saying that I was younger, so I didn't need to worry about the uh, vaccine. <laughs> I'm only 33. Come on, I don't need, I don't have to worry about it yet. Have you always been in? Have you always been in Tennessee? Um, no, I'm originally from Alabama, uh, oh, but we man. moved up here when I was younger for for business uh, with my family, with my dad. So okay, uh, cool. I'm a transplant to Carthage, to the part of Tennessee that I'm in, though, out of, out of love is what I tell people. <laughs> Yeah. Now, uh, what what brought you over to the line of thinking that you have now? Are you libertarian? Are you on the fence, like uh, you conservative libertarian? And what what got you over to that? Um, I will honestly say that I probably, and, and I'm getting more and more out of this. Um, I would definitely be more along lines of probably conservative Republican thinking, to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. um, though uh, I don't know that the local Republican. Uh, party is very fond of me right now because uh, I pretty much got kicked out for uh, something that I did in, in the August election cycle. Which um, can I, I ask what I, you did? I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I was uh, chairman of our county's uh, young Republicans, um, and uh, we did not feel at the time uh, that the uh, uh, nominated Republican for a circuit court judge seat here in Tennessee was a Republican. Uh, <laughs> and he was definitely a Rhino Republican in name only. So. We formally endorsed the independent candidate against the party's wishes. Oh wow! Um, and they did not take too kindly to that. <laughs> so I bet not. So so no. So I am no longer uh, in that position or affiliated uh, with that group formally. <laughs> hey so, man, that's but, that's awesome. Taking a stand and being principal principal though. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. Put uh, yeah. Put uh, principle and values over the party. So never gonna put the put the party above uh, above principles for sure. Did you have a bunch of other people in the group that agree with uh, with y'all doing that, or was it just a you know you you were in a you and another guy decided to do it, or how did that work? So we, we had an executive board. There were four of us that were unanimous in that decision, and okay. so we all three we all three were. Uh, had to step down and, and out of our roles. So <laughs> what is it that the guy did uh, that made you just not want to back him at all? Um, so the uh, voting record um, was not a conservative voting record when you looked at uh, his voting record and then also his prior judicial experience and kind of the way that he handled himself in the courtroom. He was not a uh, small government um, conservative minded uh, from the bench. Yeah. That's awesome, man. It's it's good to hear, and that's you know that's why it is important to always be proactive in your local politics as well. Um, you know, I'm sure, you know, it probably still didn't work out awesome for the independent candidate, but I mean, you at least sent a, a bit of a message there. I'm assuming anyway. No, he well he he did not win the race because it was multi county wide, but he did win our county. Okay, so. nice. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Good job on that then. So what a if I could ask, like, what are kind of your apprehensions on just saying uh, that you're uh, going more towards libertarianism and, and what keeps you still uh, wanting to be, you know, conservative Republican and not be a small L libertarian? Because I'm not going to recommend ever that anyone ever joins the party ever again. So uh, but what would you know, what keeps you from thinking all the way along those lines? Um, I've got some firm religious beliefs um, that keep me from 
uh, going completely on the on the small government side and the being out of everything. Uh, yeah. Obviously, there's a couple of, there's a couple issues there that that would be important to me. Um, but though I do differentiate, I would tell people that still, you know, from from my religious views over to my government views, the government needs to keep their hand out of certain things anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, my my views on on certain policies, the government shouldn't dictate how we need to live our lives anyway. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wesson there said that he hates it because someone didn't agree that they that made you step down from uh from what you were doing there, uh, and it sucks he didn't toe the party line, and um and that just that meant that you were you know just not able to stay in that position. So was that just the only job what that you had there was basically just to endorse whoever the Republican candidate is, you know, and if you don't like that person, then you're out. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So formally it, it is part of the charter for it, all the way to the national level for the young Republicans is yes, that you do support um, any, any Republican candidate. It is actually in the bylaws that you cannot support a non-Republican candidate if a Republican is elected. So if it's all independent, you can endorse whoever you want to, but if a Republican is nominated for an election, you have to endorse them gotcha. or endorse nobody. I guess technically we could have sat back and not endorsed anybody, but we didn't feel comfortable doing that either. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, uh, what, you know, are you looking at any, anything else other than the vaccines? Like what do you think's kind of the biggest thing going on right now? Have you felt much lockdowns in your area? Has it been pretty relaxed? You know, my area has actually been okay. I live on the outskirts of Nashville, close to Mount Juliet and, and Mount Juliet is, very relaxed. I would say I went in the grocery store the other day and, and maybe I would say like a third of the people didn't even have masks on. There's restaurants and businesses that don't even have signs up for masks or anything. And no one says anything, but then you go into Nashville proper and, uh, or even Antioch, which is technically the, the zip code I live in. And it's a lot different, of course. So how's it been out in your area? Oh, it's very, uh, very relaxed. Um, you know, our, uh, our county mayor, um, has made it, made it very clear that he's not going to mandate anything or try to force anything, even when they ha- have had the ability to do so, because it's not his job and it's not his role to do that. Yeah. Um, plus how do you enforce it? Um, you know, the, the sheriff probably wouldn't even enforce it for our county anyway. Um, yeah. just like in, you know, you talk about Wilson County when Wilson County mandated it. Um, when the county mayor uh, issued that mandate, the sheriff turned around and said, we're not going to enforce this. Yeah. So, you know, so, you know, being able to do it, enforcing it, um, but people's mindsets there, um, um, you know, uh, most people are pretty relaxed about it. Nobody's living in fear, anything like that. I think that's the biggest thing. You can't, you can't live in fear or try to run away or, or anything. Yeah. It's uh, the thing I noticed uh, over in Wilson County was they did their little mandate and for about a week, it, uh, you know, everyone tightened up a lot. And then now I notice, I mean, that's where I go do my grocery shopping and everything. And you don't even see the mask signs right in the door when you walk in. Uh, even when I go to Lowe's, the mask sign is not even there anymore. And uh, all the businesses there, I think, are sick of fighting with people. And so they've, they've kind of backed down. They don't want to, they don't really want to argue with anyone anymore. And that's cool to, that's the, how important it is to really do things on a local level and make sure you have sheriffs in place that are, that are in actually going to enforce the constitution and not enforce unconstitutional things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I can agree with that. I, one other thing I know I've just got a few minutes left here, but yeah. see, uh, you know, the thought process and obviously the electoral college cast their vote yesterday. So I think we're finally through 
this uh, this bickering and and everything that's going on um, with it. Um, it's so interesting to me though through this whole process. Uh, and I'll say this because I'm getting the the email from the from the Republican groups. Uh, 2016 when Trump won, you had all the people saying "not my president," and now I've got multiple emails in my inbox right now from Republican groups saying order your Trump still my president sticker or whatever. <laughs> and it's just, it's just amazing to me how, how we, how, you know, both Republicans and Democrats flip flop on the exact, the exact same issue reversed and they're doing the exact same thing. They called the others out on. We've got like a whole country full of people who can't handle not winning. You know, they can't, they just can't handle losing. And regardless of, I, I mean, I think it's pretty clear overall, you know, Biden won the popular vote. We all, we you know, Clinton won the popular vote too. Um, but the electoral college thing, you know, was there some tricky business in some of the states? I don't know. I really don't know. I think it's definitely possible. Um, but I think, I think we're going to have to, uh, I think we're, all those people are going to have to move on. We can't go through this cycle every four years of half of the, half of the, the country saying, not my president. You know, it's a, it, everyone is so, I don't know, the, the hypocrisy now on the left is hilarious to make fun of people who won't accept the election results. You know, that's that's insane. And then the same thing with the with the right at the same time. Um, we're just going to have to people are just going to have to get get through it, you know, going to have to take the loss and just going to have to play the game better next time, I guess. I don't know. Being a being a libertarian, I'm just used to losing, I guess. So I'm just like, ah, I lost. I lost. That's fine. I lost every year. <laughs> so I guess it's it's okay to look from the outside when you're a libertarian. Yeah. Progress, though. I mean, that's the thing. I, I, I will say this, you know, even though I describe myself as a conservative Republican, there's a reason I listen to your guys' show, because I love different ideas. And whether I agree with you or, or disagree with you, which I happen to agree with you most of the time, so it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've gotten to the point of nobody can express ideas, you know, whether we agree, disagree, use use facts, you know, people just want to point the finger and, and you know, we can't look across the aisle and actually have civil discussions anymore. And it's unfortunate. That it is true. It's, it's, it's really scary. And, um, I, you know, we've had all this talk in the last week about secession, all these states talking about secession. I know uh, Rush Limbaugh kind of got that whole thing stirred up. I really hope it doesn't come to that. If if people keep trying to press their views on on other people, more and more people are gonna gonna continue to be separated. Um, you know, little bits I hope I get are that there are still states that people can move to where you know the state government is not as oppressive as what we talk about every day in California and New York. And I really hope that people move to Tennessee and move to Texas, and and that those states can see that there is a market for people living their lives and hopefully they're going to see that they're going to have to be more friendly and and hopefully um some of this animosity between people goes away um i really hate i really wish george orwell was wrong about everything that he had written about but i just don't i don't know I, the guy gets proven more and more right every single day and i don't like it but uh but dude thank you so much for calling in today really great conversation uh, get back in the live group there. Wes is uh, Wes is singing your praises right now, so he's been he's been chatting back and forth with us. So, um, man, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on today. Yeah, hey, appreciate it. Appreciate what you guys do. Keep up the good work. 
All right, good call. So some cool things there. You know, Justin is a is a Republican and still likes to listen to the show. And that is one of the important things that we've always tried to do. You know, we're we're neither one of us no longer aff affiliated with a political party anymore. Uh, but of course, I was a member of the the Libertarian Party until I just kind of got fed up this year just a little bit. But it's not about pushing parties at all. It's it's really about trying to push for these ideas, uh, the ideas of liberty, the ideas of the the Constitution and our actual natural rights that we were born with and and all of those great things, the free market, capitalism, all these things. And it doesn't have to be just a one party or bust kind of a show all the time. And I've always, I've always really liked that we've been able to attract a conservative Republican audience because that, to me, is how you actually grow the movement of people moving more towards liberty and not by alienating people all the time, not by shutting them out and, and calling them names or anything like that. But let's all find the things that we agree on and let's focus on those things. And you notice, um, you know, me and Justin probably had a disagreement on the reason that he doesn't move all the way over to libertarianism. And I didn't want to go, I didn't want to go towards that. I probably could have started a nice little debate with him right there, but I want to do that. Let's get back to talking about, let's get back to talking about everything uh, that we agree on so we can have a good time. So we can, so we can figure out how we can work together on these things. So that, so that's just awesome. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Justin, for calling in. Let me tell you guys real quick, just while we're doing this, before I talk about the Supreme Court, we're going to talk about how they have not destroyed the entire world, like what the left was saying. We're going to talk a little bit about Amazon CEO, Mr. Jeff Bezos. You guys ever heard of him? And how a representative Tlaib is out there talking. <laughs> you shouldn't read this letter that they wrote. All the crazy things that they're saying. And Amazon came out and refuted that they're like... We pay our workers $15 an hour. We pay for healthcare for people. Like, what What are you guys talking about? That's basically what Amazon's response was to it. And in one of the most ridiculous, ridiculous fake news manipulative headlines I've ever seen. I'm actually going to talk about that one right after we talk about MasterMyStonks.com. All right, we're having a good time in the trading class. That's the Liberty Trading Academy Right now, very, very special treat. You can go to mastermystonks.com and you can preview the website. Now, it's only for a couple days, but I thought it was a, a good idea. And Marisa mentioned that. He'd asked about a, a friend wanting to check it out. And, and so we made a, a, a free preview. And what it does is it gives you full access to the class for two days. But it's so you can join. You can get on the website. You can use the app. There's a free app included with it. By the way, the Kajabi app, you can get on and, and see all the videos on there. But anyway, you got full access to all 250 plus videos for the website for a couple days. So you can check out the whole thing. And this is not a thing where you put in your credit card information and then two days we charge you and we're like, ha, I got you. That's not what it is. You literally just put in your email address and then you, you make a login and you, and you get in the class and it gives you, it, it gives you access for a couple days. That's it. Okay, so if you're interested in learning how to trade, we literally start from the premise that you've never even looked at a stock chart before. All right, so we start from right there. And guys, we're not looking for people who just want to get rich quick. 
Okay, there are people out there who will sell you their trades every single day. Now, we do live trading, and we talk about these trades, but they'll sell you a trade, and it'll be like a couple hundred dollars risk, and hopefully it goes really well, and you can grow an account pretty quick, I guess. But my goal is that you guys learn how to pick out all that stuff on your own so you're not dependent on me, first off. My goal is for none of the students that have to take this class forever. My goal is for you guys to learn all of these skills, grow this human capital, grow all, grow all of these skills so you can pick out these trades every single morning without the aid of me doing the live trading or, or anything like that. So we all grow these accounts together. We specialize in, in trading with small cash accounts, okay? And we're trying to grow these accounts together and we're creating an actual strategy to, to grow towards a time where we can use this as an income. It's not going to happen next month, okay? So if you're looking for something where it's going to happen next month, that's not what this is, all right? Just like if you go to college or you go to learn some other skill, it's not going to happen next month where the rest of your life is taken care of. It's not possible, okay? But you can acquire all the skills where we can practice, we can learn together, we can grow these accounts together at mastermystonks.com. You can just go to the website and click on free preview, put in your email address, and then you, you can look at the whole thing, all the videos. They're not like shortened videos. They're not little previews of the videos. You get to preview the entire website for a couple of days. So mastermystonks, S-T-O-N-K-S, mastermystonks.com. Universal basic income has been a lifesaver to families during the coronavirus pandemic, says a California mayor. All right, this is from Yahoo Finance. Universal basic income has been a lifesaver for households participating in UBI pilot programs, Mayor Michael Tubbs told Yahoo Finance. The Stockton, California mayor. Now, now remember, this is, to, this is to convince people that we need universal basic income, and this pandemic is a great way to argue for that. And here's an example of how it saved a lot of people, how it's really made their lives better. And so we have to do this because universal basic income works, guys. That's what this argument is. All right. Guaranteed a program that provides $500 a month to families in dozens of cities around the United States and was originally slated to end in July. The program recently received a sizable boost after Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey donated $15 million to the initiative. This is an argument in favor of government-mandated universal basic income that has been funded by a private donation from a billionaire. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe how ridiculous this is. People have told us that the $500 has made it so they're able to have enough food in their home since their kids are... So this whole thing, they're going to make an argument about how universal basic income is the way to fix everything. And, and they're just going to, they're going to gloss over the fact that the money that they're giving out to people was from a private voluntary donation from Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey. With Jack Dorsey's donation, we're going to be able to pilot a guaranteed income in up to 30 cities in this country next year. Guys, in no way will this program be proof that the universal basic income works. It's proof that if someone donates money voluntarily to a program and you give that to people in cities randomly, that those people will be better off than they were beforehand. That's it. That's the only thing that this is proof of. It's ridiculous to use this as an argument for universal basic income and then talk about it being funded from a voluntary private donation from someone. Good Lord. Come on, y'all. All right, Magoo, I'm going to start this meeting here.
How's it going, dude? Yes. What's up, man? Oh, I'm just hanging out here all lonesome by myself. So, uh, oh. you know, good, <laughs> good, good to have you over here. It's funny because your screen just says Magoo. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to see. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can. Uh, I can't even see myself. Um, I guess there's no video. You have anything else using your camera in the background right now? I run into that all the time. No, I'm using my phone because uh, oh, okay. I'm I'm technologically uh, not that great. But uh, no, actually, I'm not at my house. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> what are you up to today? I'm currently parked behind a Thornton's gas station in Antioch, Tennessee. What? Yeah. Uh, work sent me up here to Nashville, a place I, I hear you're familiar with. I've been around there, yeah. Yeah, I've been around. And, uh, <laughs> and I, it was my goal to try to get back home in time to do this from my house with my setup and everything. But, uh, you know, schedules yeah. change. Shit happens. Yeah, that. And so, yeah, now, now I'm in my truck uh, talking to you behind a gas station, probably, um, <laughs> probably a zip code over from you. Well, Thornton's, are you at the one off of Bell Road or the one off of Exit 62? Let's see. I'm on Mount View Road, Murfreesboro Pike. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah, Murfreesboro Pike. You're literally a, a mile away from my house right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, they sent me up here to train a guy and it was supposed to be a one day affair. And now here we are. Yeah. Uh, it's on, it's on day two, <laughs> but anywho, Wes says nothing good happens behind the gas station. Oh, I beg to differ, <laughs> my friend. I would have been I would have been on time if, uh, <laughs> if if so many good things weren't happening. But yeah, uh, how's your uh, how's your podcast been going? Not too shabby. Hit a little plateau. Uh, still trying to get the kinks worked out as far as what we're gonna be or what we want to be. Um, having three, having two other guys on. There's two other you know uh, individuals there. Some some want to talk about some things. I'm kind of a bullhead. When it comes to it, I want to talk about everything that's in the news, which this year has been <laughs> basically COVID or Trump or uh, is there a third one? Um, no, I think those are the only things in the well, BLM, I guess, has been been pretty big. That's yeah. that's true. Yeah, we yeah. did start off talking about that. Uh, Atlanta had a, a few little outbursts, you know, in the summertime that were topical. But uh, yeah just talking about whatever I'm interested in and hopefully it's interesting enough for people to, to listen to. But, uh, surprisingly, since the last time we spoke, I think we're now in seven countries and 27 States. So nice more, way more than I was ever anticipating. Um, it's kind of been bizarre. Yeah. Now do you guys do, do you keep a fairly consistent schedule is it pretty sporadic when you're able to record um are there are there certain days that you that you release episodes or how do you do that so we've been pretty good up until the holidays of always recording on the weekend and releasing on monday yeah uh whether whether that is record saturday night or sunday but it's always been release monday always get it out there so that people know to expect it and We've only had two breaks in that, and that is this week, 
where I had to leave town and our schedule got kerfuffled. <laughs> and Thanksgiving week where family was coming in town, people were out of town, that kind of thing. So we're we're kind of working around that. But uh, so far, so good. I think 28 episodes, fairly consistent and just trying to just trying to expand and eventually have some video components um, so that uh, so that we can be all visual and stuff. Yeah, it's um, you know, if it weren't for. Uh, if it weren't for the video thing, I mean, it, it's a plus or minus. The the minus is that I have to like put clothes on and I have to wear like a shirt that matters or something like that, where normally I would just have a tank top on and I would never actually fix my hair or or anything like that. I would just have a, a hat on every single day. So it is a whole other animal trying to do video every single day. And um, and it's, you know, depending on what you use for recording uh, actually recording the video at the same time and you're using the same, you know, the same computer to do that. I ended up having to get a new one. It was, uh, it was a mess, but, um, I mean, this, this thing's been pretty good, but, uh, tell everyone what your podcast is again, real quick. And then we'll talk about a little bit what's going on just so they can be looking it up. Hopefully they'll sure. listen to the whole thing before they, before they, you know, decide to switch over and just listen to, to your podcast. But, <laughs> well, yeah, it, no, and I appreciate the uh, <laughs> the time to to talk about that. It's it is called ignore the rant, um, kind of uh, trying to play on words, trying to show that yes, I am aware that I can be ignorant, um, <laughs> and all we do is really just rant about whatever interests us. When we first had the idea for this podcast, it was pre COVID, you know, the good old days. Yeah. And so our format was really going to be more uh, well-rounded as far as talking about music, going to concerts, movies, um, politics, a little bit, current events. But as 2020 has kind of narrowed us down into uh, a common corridor, we're basically just reacting to the world around us much like everybody else. But yeah, it's called Ignore the Rant, and uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google podcast player spotify stitcher all the all the major ones if you can't find us um then uh, i guess let me know <laughs> you yeah. can reach me at ignore the rant at gmail.com and i'll try to get on whatever platform you prefer we just got this uh new thing today called ver verbal v-u-r-b-l have you seen that have you seen that yet it's pretty crazy it's a like a it's like a podcast hosting platform that also allows you to set up like a station and make playlists and um take clips from episodes and do all kinds of stuff like that. And then you can just send people to like your podcast station on, on this thing. And um, they can listen to uh, everything that you've clipped out about COVID or everything that we clipped out, you know, every dumb bleep of the week can be right here in one playlist or every rehumanizing project can be right here in one playlist. And uh, it, it's pretty cool. I just got an email about it this morning. I like it so far. No, I've never heard of that. I'll definitely check it out because, you know, can't hurt. No, and, I mean, uh, it's always good to get in early on a new platform, too. Oh, absolutely. Especially yeah. as people are finding it. If you're one of the first ones that, that you know, is populating it, more power to you. Yeah. Um, so well, I'll ask you one thing since you're doing podcasts on this. I've, how, how have you been handling the news like on a I'll, – I'll tell you – and, you know, just between us, <laughs> yeah, just between us right here on the podcast, the news has really been just, I'm, 
I'm so over it lately. I'm just sick of it. I really am. And I'm, I'm sick of the election talk. I'm sick of people being insane all the time. I, I'm sick of the crazy hypocrisy that's going on. Uh, I'm sick of having to be defensive about making sense about things all the time. And it's just really been, uh, I'm trying to not let it drag me down, but I'll tell you what, it's getting annoying trying to, trying to deal with all this crap all the time. Does it stress you out? What's going on? So a little bit. Yes. I, I totally see what you're saying. And as far as the news, Oh, I'm a hundred percent there with you. I, I hate it. I despise it. I don't even watch it anymore. Um, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, all that. I've, I've damn near just deleted them out of my cable box. So I, I can't even click on them. Oh, yeah. They're just worthless. They're, they're worthless. Um, now, I've been watching a lot of, uh, I guess, independent journalists, um, you know, different people that are paying attention for me so that I don't have to devote that much time to it. And so that I can still be informed, but not propagandized. Yeah. I think what's now, been getting at me is, uh, you know what? I, I, I think I need to just get rid of Twitter. <laughs> I think that's... Well, <laughs> that, that could help. That, the only bad thing about Twitter is no matter how much it sucks, you're only seeing the people you're following. So a little bit is, of that is like, I guess I just need to nuke my Twitter and just go follow nothing but anime uh, accounts and <laughs> you know maybe something that doesn't have anything to do with any of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I know what you mean. There's been days where I've avoided all that because it's just so ridiculous. Uh, you know, the gaslighting on both sides. I'm now more certain than ever that if you adhere to a political party, that you must be just determined to be miserable <laughs> because I just don't see what benefit it's bringing anyone outside of the small marginal few that are actually holding positions of power outside of that it's 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 like me and my sports teams it's like they don't even know who i am why am i devoting so much time and energy to something or you know a, a group of people that are more than likely me being in the state of georgia more than likely i'm going to be let down by these people and they have no reason to make me happy they don't know me they don't owe me anything yet they get my devotion. I see political parties much in the same way. And when I, when I see it that way, it does give me a little bit of freedom to kind of distance myself from caring. Yeah. And so I kind of have gone the George Carlin route where I'm no longer rooting for a positive outcome, a negative outcome. I'm kind of just disassociating myself entirely from it and sitting back and kind of enjoying it more as one hell of a show a that spectator. I just hope I don't get caught up in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I um, you know, I try to, I try to do that. I think what, a couple things that that's been bothering me uh, lately have just been with some, some stuff going on with uh, some family members. It's really been driving me nuts because I have family that live in Illinois and they have part of their business shut down and all kinds of stuff like that. And, and, um, man, you know, it, it, you feel like. Uh, you feel like sometime someone's going to have to get some tar and feathers out. And, uh, and, and I mean that in a completely peaceful way that I would never sure. be threatening anything negative whatsoever, but I'm just like, man, is there going to be a breaking point sometime? 
with uh with what's going on like how long can you just not allow people to earn an income before people start uh re revolting in some kind of a way uh and then and and i mean like people who are business owners revolting in a in a blm kind of way or an antifa kind of way i hope that doesn't happen i hope that we see that all these people remain peaceful um but sometime if you're just relegated to food lines uh, I, I don't know how long we're going to be able to keep this going. And so, geez, it's been driving me down a lot. Do you share the same opinions with everyone that's on your podcast? Do you guys differ a bunch? Oh, we differ a lot. And occasionally, it, like this episode that uh, is going to come out later this week once I get back home and we have a chance to tidy it up a bit. It got a little off the rails because... Much like what you were saying, you know, you're just over it. You're tired of it. You're you're sick of the the nonsense. Um, and I've kind of looked at it as this is a very wild time. I'm looking at it a little more bright eyed, and I'm paying attention. And have you ever seen you know this happen before, where states are talking or flirting with secession? And to me, that's interesting. I'm not rooting for it. I'm not. I'm impartial. I don't want it to happen uh, on for the fact that I know that it would likely turn violent. Mm -hmm. But I am interested in what that would look like. If we are going to go down that path, is this what that looks like? Now, other members on my podcast are so over it, they don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, it's not entertaining. They don't think anything's going to happen. The world is going to go back to normal. Biden's no different than the guy before him and the guy before them and them and them. So they're not entertained at all. And they're very put off by it. So we do kind of hit a little oil and water at times That's where good. I'm trying to approach <laughs> a topic where I'm like, you know, looking at the times that we're living in and trying to take it in for the, the crazy chaos that it is and not be, not be turned away or, you know, uh, negatively affected by it. But it it's hard to have that conversation with somebody that just wants nothing to do with it because it's been going on for so long. So, no, we don't always agree. And it's the it's a miracle that we're all friends and we can talk <laughs> about what's going on this year. And at the end of the show, it's like we all hug and, you know, see you next week. You know, yeah. it's it's it, it doesn't divide us except for the very moment that we're talking about it. And it sounds like, wow, these guys are really getting into it. And it's like, no, we're not. We're just, uh, we've been friends for 15 plus years and uh, we kind of know how to push each other's buttons sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. That would be, I mean, Charlie and I rarely disagree on anything, I guess, but we try to push it. We try to push it when we disagree. I just can't, we, we don't find many disagreements anymore. I guess you're just but, too likable. I guess we're just too, <laughs> we're, we've already been friends for so long. And I guess we just, uh, you know, uh, we've taken on each other's personalities, I guess. I don't know. Um, do you, uh, you know, what brought you to your, what brought you to your ideology? Have you always, have you always listened to, to this kind of talk, this libertarian type talk right here? Or, uh, were you just a crazy, you know, statist, Tax everyone's death at one point in time. You know, how did how did that come about? So 
I did grow up as a statist neocon righty Republican, <laughs> but right. uh, growing up with growing up with law enforcement as parents, um, both my real dad, my stepdad, my mom, you know, everything from FBI, Border Patrol, local county cop, um, and a lot of positions in between. You know, I grew up to trust that the system is looking out for you. We are here to serve and protect, and so. As I grew older and I started to go out and spread my wings and experience life on my own, I realized that, hey, that's that's not exactly how it goes for everyone. <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, officer. Why? Why is your knee in my back? <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, when you grow up and you're naive and you just trust the world that's around you, you take it for what it is because you don't know how to question anything. And when you're not questioning anything, you're not looking for answers. So you just accept it as it is. And so that's how I grew up. And as I was growing up, you know, in Atlanta, we had a radio host, uh, Neil Bortz, who was on the radio every day. And and he spoke very libertarian, you know, uh, from a very libertarian perspective a lot of times. And so that kind of, I guess, was where I started hearing those ideas. But it wasn't until Ron Paul got on the presidential debate stage in 08 and just called everybody out for being, well, statist assholes. <laughs> and that's when it really kind of blew the top off. And I said, whoa, there's I have to find out more about this man and why he thinks what he thinks and who else thinks like him. And and then a couple of years later, podcasts came on board and it's been just kind of like a snowball effect. Ron Paul kicked it down the hill and it's just been gaining mass and everywhere I can find somebody with um, a libertarian leaning. It doesn't even have to be the same exact, you know, I don't want to hear 11 ANCAPs talk about ANCAPistan. <laughs> um, you know, I want to hear, I want to hear all the different uh, styles of libertarianism because there's quite a few but in the end, their their root ideology is what interests me more than anything. And it's something that I I agree with so much, and I think that most everybody naturally would, that it's something that I now am trying to put out on my own with my other two buddies who are not libertarians. Yeah. And trying to trying to navigate how that goes when you're talking with other people that don't think the same way as you do. And that's been challenging so far. I, I will say that it's, it's been fun, but at the same time, challenging is all hell. Yeah. I've also gotten kind of tired of uh, hearing people arguing about minarchists and, and Capistan and, and uh, whatever other, whatever other kind of ideologies that, <clears throat> that libertarianism would break off into or, or anarchists and stuff like that. I'm just like, man, it is if there was ever a time where we could all come together to work for something, I mean, we can't argue about minarchism and and these different things. Like, I can't have dinner with my family for Thanksgiving because it's it's against the rules, you know. Yeah. So let's stop talking about like how this would work in this fairy tale land that we are moving so far away from. I mean, yeah. It, if <laughs> it's just not even close, you know. And so I really hope that everyone will come together and realize that. <clears throat> I even real I really hope that they don't only pay attention to people who are libertarians that they would be willing, I mean like you were like I was to listen to 
uh, Ron Paul, who was a Republican, except for that time he ran as a Libertarian. But I mean, you all we all know if we wrote in Ron Paul or we voted for him in the primary, we voted Republican. And I, I really think a lot of the Libertarians need to think a little bit more about that. You know, if Austin Peterson runs in the next election cycle for something, he's going to be running as a Libertarian. And, <clears throat> you know, maybe he's gotten gone a little bit off the deep end with some of the stuff he says lately. But um, I, I think overall that would be a benefit. So I really, I really don't think the partisan politics have any place for liberty-minded people anymore, in my opinion. It's too, it, the situation's too dire for that, for us to argue about Ancapistan. <laughs> at the at the moment like it's just yeah. not it's just not a thing that we uh that we can all spend a bunch of time on we got to make it to where we can have dinner with our families for thanksgiving without worrying about uh, the police raiding us or getting fined or something like that you know that's absolutely we've made it absolutely. to that point <laughs> yeah and one thing one thing you mentioned mm -hmm. about earlier being over all the news and stuff like i'm not so much yet um it it hasn't really negatively affected me. However, one thing I will say is, you know, living down here in the South, we're not, we're not that locked down uh, compared to other parts of the country. And that's, that's great. I can't believe I have to like count my blessings for that. That should just be a given, but it is what it is. I will say the, the biggest thing that did affect me uh, and just pissed me off was I was talking to my mom before Thanksgiving and they live up in Maine, up in Northern Maine in the frigid <laughs> uh, blizzard zone uh, way up there. And, you know, she started breaking down crying because she was like, I, I don't know the next time I'm going to get to see my kids again. And it broke my heart. And I was just like, that's it. I, you know, F this, I'm a hundred percent you know, mom's mad. I'm 100% against lockdowns. That yeah. that's the last thing for <laughs> that's, me. That's the last straw, right there. Yeah, you done. You done made my mom cry. Government. <laughs> uh, I will not stand for this any further. You done messed up, Aaron. This ain't gonna work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. had a tough time with that too. I've only seen my mom three times this year. That is very, very, uh, very strange for me. Now she just had pneumonia last week, so it's been a you know good idea to to just be air on the side of caution with her. I worry about my grandma who's in her nineties, you know, who's basically just by herself all the time now. Cause everyone's too scared to go around her. I haven't seen her since last Christmas now and, uh, or last Thanksgiving maybe. And so that's just, you know, that's the part of this life that we're supposed to be living that we've just like completely gotten rid of. And eventually you got to ask yourself, like, is it, maybe we'll take the risk because we're skipping out on life. How long are we? How long is everyone going to be okay with that? You know, how many how many moments are you going to miss out on with people before you decide that it's worth the risk to actually be a human being for for a little yeah. bit? You know, I don't I don't want to live forever if it's just in my house by myself. So, no, and I think a lot of people are feeling that same way, and there needs to be a light at the end of this tunnel. I thought that we were there like in August. Uh, or, you know, earlier when the, when the, uh, the 15 days to slow the spread was only on month five, <laughs> we were, we were making headway, you know, living in the Atlanta area, everything was pretty much wide up, you know, wide open, you, except for the concerts and they wouldn't let me into a Braves game. I tried mm. that gate is really hard to climb. It's, <laughs> I think they got it greased up. 
but you could so you couldn't go do some things like that but you could still go to a restaurant you know everything if you're out on the roads i mean hell even in your neck of the woods nate i mean they're hustling and a bustling you can't tell that anything is really any different so it's like can we just stop the facade that we're trying to act like we're stopping a virus and just move on with our lives and let let those who are scared and who are vulnerable make their own decision to, you know, uh, quarantine themselves and let everybody else just get back to it and rip the bandaid off. Well, obviously you just don't care about grandma. You just wanted to die. You know, that's, uh, <laughs> that's what's going on right now, ma'am. So. Well, you're making a good, you're making a very <laughs> sound scientific point yes. and I can't argue with that. I, I do want to follow the science. So I have to, I I must agree with you. And obviously if you're going to follow the science, that means you can't have, uh, you know, you can't eat outside at restaurants or anything like that. And, you you know, you can't have kids in school because the science obviously backs that up. So, all right, man, one more time. It's ignore the rant is your podcast. I'll let you get back on the road. If you were going to, you know, be hanging out all night or something, I'd say, you know, let's go to B-dubs, something like that. But you're getting back home now. So let's, uh, (laughs) you can. Uh, send me a send me a message sometime, and uh, if you continuously drive within a mile of my house, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just drive around honking my horn. Let me know when you can hear. Yeah, me. <laughs> no, you're literally at the corner, so I go by that. That's a that's a brand new gas station, and um, I go by that every day because there's a Publix right there, and I go. Yep. Uh, I go. Actually, I'm probably about to go there here in a here in just a just a little bit. So yeah, you are literally right in my neck of the woods and uh, that's that is... insane well i gotta i gotta say i think i know where you got the theme for your wall behind you and it, it must have been from the bathrooms inside this thorpe oh yeah is that what it looks like it it's the bluest it's like they have black lights in there really it's crazy <laughs> yeah it's I... bizarre I, I felt like techno music was going to come on and somebody was going to come out of the stall doing something they shouldn't be doing it was scary <laughs> i'm not gonna lie yeah, I just wanted to make a sound diffuser, and it ended up just coming out like this. And and uh, I feel like I don't know. Overall, it's better than just a plain wall. I'm pretty happy with no, it. No, I love it. Overall, I love it. Um, but yeah, just be be forewarned. If you go in the bathrooms in your local Thornton's, uh, it's it's a party in there. All right. Well, cool. I'm gonna bring uh, <laughs> I'm gonna bring some of my own techno music and go party in the bathroom. That sounds kind of yeah. weird. Maybe I'll skip that. I don't know. Uh, all right dude i will put a link to your podcast in here everyone that is listening right now go check out magoo's podcast ignore the rant dude i really appreciate you calling in today thank you so much nate all right have have a good one and uh, drive safe will do later all right y'all so let's finish up the podcast real quick. Obviously, we're uh, we're going pretty long, so I'm going to go ahead and end it. I will cover the Amazon story that has the uh, that is from Rashida Talib. I will cover that in tomorrow's episode. You know what? Scratch that. Tomorrow's episode is with the managing editor editor of Fee.org. That's gonna be that's gonna be pretty cool. So that is tomorrow's show. Make sure you keep on the lookout for that. So anyway, guys. If you're listening right now and you're not part of the Patreon, then go to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty so you can have the opportunity to call in if you want to, so you can chat back and forth live. Charlie will be back here in just a couple days. Everything will be fine. Okay. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. I really appreciate it. I'm glad that we're all still dear friends, and uh, and I'm sorry I've been uh, a little bit, you know, 
step back from the pa- the podcast here for the last few days, but we're back, and uh, we're going to be here with the managing other fee tomorrow, which is amazing. I hope I don't fanboy out too bad. All right, guys, patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty for as little bit, for as little as $5 a month. $5. That's like a cup. You guys remember when you used to be able to go to Starbucks everywhere? You would just uh, be able to go to every single restaurant or every single place you wanted. You know, if you're in a big city, you know what I'm talking about. If you're out in the middle of nowhere, then you're probably like, yeah, man, I've been doing it all year. Well, it's like doing that. Only you get to watch this podcast live every day of the week, except for on the days where we don't want to do it. And then you can chat back and forth and you have the opportunity to come on here, call in and talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. So go to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. Tell your friends, tell your communist uncle before it's too late. All right. We don't want to send him to any camp or anything like that. (laughs) Just kidding. Good Lord. We all know that liberty-minded folks, they would never do anything like that. Tell your communist uncle about this podcast before he starts trying to put people in camps. All right. And if you do all of that, and I mean all of it, we'll be right back here again tomorrow. Until then, have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.